I want to play more of this game, but I've been watching The Bachelor. I've been I've been spending a lot of time doing very <laughs> useful things. I the whole thing about The Bachelor, I feel it'd be so much better if like straight up life altering situations, like like yeah, it's whatever. Like they get it's into a, a car show. accident and they're like permanently just yeah yeah it's exactly like they're they're in a convertible. Like what happens if like there was a car flip and then like episode three through twelve, it was just like a severely disfigured bachelor and it's <laughs> like. It's like they're just like propping him up. They're like they're like going on like blind dates, and he's just like he's literally blind. He's been blind since. What's good, man? It's your boy Juicy J, man. Shout out to Virtual Homework Podcast. What's up, everyone? What's up, gamers and gamettes? What's up? So. <laughs> Like uh, we can't come in like that. Like the yeah, conversation, we can't come in like that. We're, just, like, we're, we're up in the middle of like a serious conversation about like a serious topic, and I'm just like, all right, three, two, one. Like he's completely blindsided. <laughs> a blindsided intro. That's what's happening right well, now. Welcome to the virtual homework podcast. I'm Dana. I'm Sam. As always, we are disheveled. I I actually want to start on a somber note because uh, today, like literally twelve hours ago, I probably. Put out some serious news that I am uh, stopping my stream. And while I definitely understand that a lot of people are going to be disappointed in that decision, I just feel like it was the best time for me to move on. I feel like I've alluded to this before. I feel like if you went back and like found uh, like previous streams and like heard me talk about my stream, you could tell that I probably wasn't like I was a little bit lacking in terms of the content I was trying to create. And I feel like I mentioned it very succinctly, but I, I, I don't know if it's been a bit. So I feel like the easiest way to describe it is that everything became routine and I was kind of seeing myself become a less and less interesting person because it was just work, stream, sleep, work, stream, sleep. Yeah. I had less and less to talk about as a human being. Yeah, you can only be like, all right, I'm jumping at this part, like, <laughs> or I'm doing this clip so many times, you know, before everyone's like, oh, I get it. But, you know, yeah, we like so- you for you. Yeah, well, I want to say I I am very grateful for the people who stopped by my stream. It's very easy to get burned Round out from of streaming. Applause. Yay, yay! He's applauding this man getting off the stage already, showing him <laughs> up. No, I mean, like I I think it was generally cool to like what you did and stuff like that. But you know, everybody has uh, things going on and. You know, life I feel changes. like streaming and especially speedrunning are very easy to get burned out of. Like, people Absolutely. see like this this side of YouTube uh, that's like all these like uh, world record history of X Y Z, and like they don't realize that like each one of those world records took a person like hundreds of hours to get. Like that takes a toll on a person. So, yeah, and potentially like years off of their life, like with like health risks. Like the, like it's I hate to say it, like to get like a world record in some games, it's not a healthy activity. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. So. I I personally just think I've accomplished a shit ton. I I couldn't have done it without my community, but like being in GDQ, getting the PBs I've gotten, there's some obviously like large goals that I had for myself that I didn't get like world record and lost levels, but whatever. I understand that I'm going to cut my losses here, count my wins. I feel like I accomplished a lot and I look forward to the next chapter, whatever that is. A new podcast without Dana, probably. Uh, Specifically without Dana. We're going to call it the 
Dana-less podcast, and I'm going to like talk about how much we're so excited to talk without Dana, and it's going to be a great podcast. So I want you to like actually in that podcast talk, talk as if you're talking to me, but then it's just silence on the other end. So like Garfield without Garfield, have you ever seen that yeah. comic strip? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> like he's talking to Garfield and it's just a cat. Like. Yeah, and it's it's just like extremely depressing to look at, but you can't stop. Yeah. With that news, with that fun video game news... What else is there? Did we play a video game this week? We played a psych. Kind of- fuck you. We have other stuff to get. <laughs> He's like so fuck? genuinely excited to talk about the game he chose. <laughs> I want to follow up a tiny You're bit. You're such a dick. <laughs> what do you want to follow up about? Some bullshit from last week. Yeah, uh, I want to actually talk a little bit about Unravel. I want to talk about Legal Dungeon. Just, just We're not for like talking the next about three Legal hours. Dungeon ever again, please. <laughs> no, no, no. I have nothing to talk about with Legal Dungeon, but I do want to follow up a bit on Unravel. It's like I social have... studies, the video game. <laughs> Unravel. So I I did end up beating the game. Oh, nice. And uh, yeah, so Unravel isn't that long of a game. It was a $20 game at retail for a AAA title. You don't expect it to be that long. I personally thought Unravel was a pretty good game. It it we we already talked about like my opinions on it, but it got kind of weird with its plot line. Like first of all, I'm not sure you like kind of noticed the story with those p- pictures you unlocked. Yeah, at yeah every I level. think like, the woman is like she's like dementia. She's like forgetting her family or something like that or some shit like that. I that that was irrelevant, but like there was like a level where like there was some corruption at like the toxic waste factory and like. The husband got like sick from the toxic waste and died of cancer, what, and that's what, the story. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I was like, "What the fuck? This is my yarn video game. How? Why is this happening?" But but it basically, I I was satisfied in beating it. But the more I played it, the less I really desired to play it. I went in with an expectation that I was going to hundred percent it, get all the achievements. But one. Mm-hmm. As soon as I beat it, I'm like, there's so many other things I could do. I, I don't really feel like it. And, like, two, also, I'm pretty sure I, like, looked up that they're really... You don't get anything except for these Steam achievements or whatever yeah. platform you're on, achievements. So Origin. I was just like, it's not worth my time. And getting 100% of the game requires beating every single level deathless. It kind of got frustrating, especially the yeah, last level. Yeah, I would not... That sounds awful. The the last level, especially, is a relatively frustrating level. Why it was frustrating, though? What's that? All those Ubisoft employees... Uh, listening to our podcast when we're trashing them when reality so ea made this game yeah. it's ea origin not ubisoft origin we spent like the last 10 minutes or first 10 minutes of the last podcast like trashing ubisoft when they weren't even the company that made this game well way to go well ubisoft still sucks they have like their yeah. own system with family yeah. feud that yeah, was yeah. ubisoft F- with fuck Dunkey. ubisoft yeah we get it's because we were watching the dunk video and they yeah. were mixed up but yeah ea more like um i got nothing EA more like PA, because they pee. He's like leaving the call right now. But that's the last, or sorry, that's the second to last topic that I want to bring up. There is one more. Uh-oh. I got a message. I got a message from Dana, and I can't read it out loud. It's just so shameful. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I stopped myself. <laughs> it's it's honestly, uh, I'm I'm deeply upset. I'm sorry to the people who I offended in my mind. <laughs> The last thing I want to bring up, so I was originally going to make uh, Unravel 2 uh, a game choice after Unravel 1 because I liked liked Unravel 1, which I called Unraveled like 75 times. I'm sorry to all the people. I'm sorry to all the people who are big Unravel fans. I mean, we don't even know the games we play anymore. I mean, it's not anything new. They're used to it. Yeah, Giraffe Town, Space Giraffe, same game. But I I ended up uh, playing Unravel 2 
myself because I didn't realize that Dana would actually not enjoy the game at all. So the thing about Unravel 2 is it has you and another character. So it actually has a really good co-op. So I played it with my girlfriend a bit. It was fun. I think that it'll fix a lot of the flaws, especially when you have two people kind of working co-op. Like you, yeah. you're literally connected at yarn, so like there's an extra physics, uh, uh, okay, physics uh, scenario. See, going I think on. that's something I would probably enjoy more because there's like the other person in it. You know, yeah, you're on Discord, and like laughing and shit. And they, like, introduced new mechanics like wall jumping and stuff like that. Uh, it, I think it did fix a lot of, like, the monotonous gameplay elements. I, I didn't play it that long. I played, like, three hours. But at the same time, I enjoyed it. Uh, I'm a little sad we didn't play it on the podcast. But, yeah, if you're a fan of Unravel, you're probably going to be a fan of Unravel 2, especially if you have the ability to play with another person. That's all I wanted to bring up. Maybe I will at some point check it out. Uh, but on to uh, another game, because all we play is platforming games on this uh, podcast is... A game of my choice, we played, it's called Klonoa, Klonoa something. Door to Phantom Mile. Yeah, Door to Phantom Mile for the PS1, which by many is lauded to be one of the best games for the system. Um, So when did this game come out? 1997. Okay. And when did Mischief Makers come out? Uh, I'm not sure. 1990. So did they like steal Mischief Maker? Like they both are released in 1997, June versus December. Klonoa Door to Phantom Isle is slightly older than uh, mm-hmm. Mischief Makers. The reason I Mischief, asked that is Mischief because Mischief Makers is Square Enix, and this is uh, Namco. The reason I asked that is because these are like basically the. Okay, I'm not gonna say they're the same game. They have a lot of similarities. I feel like this is just a massive like. I'm making a huge generalization here, but, like, for some reason, like, 1995 to 1999, like, the, the era of N64 just, PS1. Just ripping off each other? It's just ripping off each other, but really just the era of the 2.5D platformer. You don't really yeah, see them that much anymore. D. But this game reminded me a ton of Mischief Makers, especially with, like, the throwing everything mechanic. I, I want to say I actually had more fun with this Oh, I had way more fun with this than Mission Makers. I feel like Mission Makers, uh, while it was a good game, it didn't have enough polish. This game was extremely polished. Um, I I wouldn't say this is like a perfect game. I thought this like... No, no, not at all. For the PS1, it was definitely very impressive. Oh, yeah, just like all the different things it does. um, I feel like the problem with looking at these kind of platform games, there's so many games that have come out in the past 20 years that blow us out of the uh, water, so it's kind of hard to put in context of... Like, how insane this was for the time. Like, there yeah. are many people that say, like, this is the best PlayStation 1 game, which, if you played it when you were a kid, I could see why you would have that opinion, because this is a pretty cool game, I think. So we actually talk about what the game is? Yeah. So, uh, like I said, Klonoa is a 2.5D, and what that usually means is that you're on a 2D plane that will kind of, like, wrap around and augment itself to kind of look like it's 3D. Like, the background's 3D, you can interact with it and stuff like that, but you're predominantly on a 2d plane so like for example like the path around will like wrap around maybe you'll get on a platform that flies around all over the place um you know fly down a waterfall and in like a different like 3d direction or something like that but the gameplay is predominantly 2d unless you're throwing an item onto the uh 3d plane uh you have this item called the wind ring or some shit like that i don't know it's not really explained which allows you to pick up no, nothing is explained. Well, there's a couple of things that are explained. I'll get into that later. Um, which you can pick up enemies and throw them in different directions, whether it's under you, above you, forward, uh, behind you, or to the sides in the uh, the point five uh, D plane. 
So, yeah, that's a good description of it. Uh, I, I would say that this game is definitely a little bit more unique when I think of 2.5D two platformers. Absolutely. I feel like K- Kirby 64 Mischief Makers are good examples of 2.5D platformers, like, in their most vanilla state. But this yeah. takes it a step further. So uh, when you think of 2.5D platformers, you, you literally think of a left-right line where you could uh, you, you basically see in the foreground and background with, like, parallax scrolling a lot of the time, just making it seem like it's a 3D plane. But... Uh, he mentioned wrapping around like this game literally like takes you in it's like a linear path you could only go left or right but like you will literally like circle around your paths will like intersect so even yep. though you could only go in like a, a, a 2d direction eventually like you'll jump onto another platform and then you'll be taken onto like an intersecting plane and yeah. I thought that was a pretty unique concept I actually didn't uh notice like how how well this worked until like maybe like the third or fourth level um when I say I, third I, or fourth I felt the level. Same way. There are uh, six worlds, each with two levels. This yep. game's actually relatively short. I feel it's like if I was extremely short, yeah, it, it's it's like a three to four hour game. Which I I played about three hours. I got I don't know how far you got. I got to right. uh, I got to like level nine. There's twelve levels. I got to like level nine. Yeah, I got I I beat uh, world four. I think I was like on the second level, world five. So yeah, I think I got level ten. So something. So similar. so yeah. So you basically got to like the same point. You 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 did you collect the four crystals or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, that's I. I got the four crystals, and I was like, "All right, I I, I can take a break from this." But yeah, th- this game actually like it. It takes a pretty tried concept, and it it implements that system pretty well. I think that when you have intersecting planes, and you have a game on the PS One, there were some issues with like camera and like just mm-hmm. some kind of bullshit jumps. But I I feel I like get they did that. what they could. You know, yeah. um, it, like I said, it, you have to kind of like put it in the time it came out and it did a lot of cool things compared to like some of uh it's uh appears in the game industry at the time because like you said you compare it to like kirby 64 or like mischief makers other games that do similar concepts and like i said i think this does it significantly better like in some of those boss fights are so so cool um there's like that one where you're on the bridge uh, and it's like going back and forth, rocking and back thro- and forth. Yeah, like I thought that was so cool. Like I, I honestly kind of disagree in the boss fights. I feel like this game. I mean, this game in general is super easy, but the boss fights, I literally one shot at every single boss. I had no issues there. Oh, the, yo, the, this game is in general, it's pretty easy. I was more so referring to. I think it's re- it's really like cool looking and like uh, and fun. I I thought it was fun. I I feel like the reasons why I think it's fun in this day and age kind of don't really enter. Like I feel like if you are buying a game for what like fifty dollars sixty dollars adjusted for inflation uh now like you would be upset that a game kind of breezes by and like mm-hmm. it, it's forgiving etc you'd want that longevity longevity uh but i i was actually kind of happy like kind of feeling refreshed that like this is a pretty well polished game that like i don't have to literally invest my entire week mm-hmm. or entire two weeks into i i was just kind of going through and I was I was enjoying it, but I was taking it at face value. There's there's a way to 100% this game, and basically yeah. there's like six collectibles in each level that you don't have to get. Uh, but I, I would get them in some levels. I would not get them in other levels. I feel like uh, by not trying to focus on the collectathon aspects of this game, I was having a lot more fun. Absolutely. I, I do think that well, not every game needs to be like 60 hours. You know, like it, I like that it's it's focused. You know, because it's short, they are able to take what they have and, you know, focus the good parts about it. I'm not saying everything was good, but I feel like if this game was like, let's say, 20 levels, I think I could take this down a couple pegs in how much I liked it. I th- yeah, yeah, I, th- I think it would have voters said it's welcome, too, uh, especially with the story elements. So you are a 
random like fantasy uh world cute rap thing yeah you're a ra- <laughs> random fantasy world character and like there the, some random villain comes in and he's gonna steal the moon something something insane yeah you so what you're doing is you're like having a dream about something breaking into your city or crashing into it and then you wake up and find out that dream's happening you climb up there some evil guy has been resurrected uh, from whatever is like, I'm going to fuck up your world, and for no reason other than the fact there needs to be a video game, you have to save the world. Yeah, pretty much, and and each level uh, basically advances that plot. the The cutscene, especially in the beginning, had like pretty impressive graphics for the PS One. Like, I, I thought I was watching like a. I I I I know you haven't played a lot of PS One. There are a lot of games that have similarly good uh, cutscenes. Uh, can we talk about the music for a second? I think the music in this game is fucking awesome. I, I thought the music was fine. I, I I thought a lot of the tracks were pretty forgettable, and I also really didn't like the looping. Like, literally, like... Yeah, it, I mean, you can only do so much with yeah, the Yeah, I'm, I'm nitpicking at this point. I think the second boss, so the there's, like, this aquatic boss. It had, like, a legit... D- no, no, sorry, sorry. The, the third boss, when uh, you're, like, facing this giant plant and you have to use trampolines, uh, it... Oh, that song was a banger. <laughs> it was just, like, straight up a DMB track you'd hear from the late 90s, and it's like, oh, this yeah. is... I would I would listen to this. Uh, so I, I was enjoying was that. Like, like yeah, the music, the music was pretty good. I mean, like, it, it's what you would expect from a, a relatively good PS1 game. The, the actual gameplay itself, I thought, was a bit... Like it, it, it was like you were talking about how yesterday or not yesterday, last podcast, like unravel felt a bit repetitive. They they introduced new enemies and like uh like I I, I guess like some new concepts like the the double jump where you're like juggling yeah. uh enemies to 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 jump off of. But like I I thought it was pretty repetitive from from each level to level. Uh, the way that this game works is uh when you grab an enemy, you're able to basically uh use the uh enemy as a weapon or use it as a double jump but uh none of this is actually explained i had to read the entire manual which i linked you i'm not sure if you realized why i linked you the manual of this game no you didn't oh if you read the manual it explains everything like i I actually had a very good time when when i play things i just hit every button to figure it out so then i just kind of a lot of the stuff you would not figure out from just hitting the buttons like in fact like even even um like Double jumping, I feel like, was way easier uh, once I actually read about double jumping. Then, like, because not only do you have to kill an enemy, but then you have to like jump with the enemy and then like like jump with them, hit the enemy, jump down, do it again. But like, I I feel like that's not necessarily the fault of the game. This was an era when people actually like were expected to read the manuals. You see a lot of Super yeah. Nintendo games are like actually exactly. impossible without reading the manual. I'm not necessarily complaining too much about that, but I thought it was like funny to go back to like that yeah, sort of yeah, model. You know, that, that, that point is actually a good point to make because this game doesn't explain much. Like it doesn't tell you how to do things. I think that's under the assumption they did read the manual because back in the day, like manuals were like 10, 20, 30 pages long like, explaining like, yeah, all the moves, all the characters and everything like that, which I think is kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. One of the f- famous ones is uh, the original Metal Gear Solid. There's a point in the game where you cannot, um, you can't do anything. Like you need to get a special code, but the code is on the back of the case. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's there's another game. I forget what what the name of the game is, but I, it's it's like some DOS game where like literally the DRM is like if you want to like un unlock the game, you have to like put this code from the manual in. Yeah, fun, funny story. We rented Metal Gear Solid One in like. The early early 2000s and uh we couldn't get anything because it's from blockbuster so there was no case 
So like we're just like fucked. Get wrecked, noob. Yeah, pretty Get much is great. Fucking wrecked. But yeah, um, I think this is you know typical PlayStation One. I think. You know, even if you don't like the sound uh, or, like, the music and stuff like that, you know, I feel like PS1 has one of the best sound chips as far as, like, wh- what they do with the sound and music and graphics, excuse me, not graphics, uh, like, voiceovers and stuff like that. I think P- uh, Super Nintendo may have more bangers, but um, as far as, like, audio quality, I think it goes to the PS1 for me. Yeah, the, the issue is that, like, the audio quality is almost too good. Like, when, when you have, a like, a restriction on what you can make, that breeds creativity in the way that like the NES, uh, Super Nintendo, Absolutely. a lot of chip tunes have. I mean, like this has a great soundtrack. I'm not dissing the soundtrack at all, but I disagree oh, that yeah. the PS1 has a great uh, sound chip because like it's 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 too clear in in a way. Like there's too much. Well, that's, you can that's do with what it. I mean. Like it it sounds good, but I, I completely a thousand percent agree that Super Nintendo and NES have some of the best uh, video game music of all time because you know restrictions do breed uh, creativity. One one know what I think is weird. Like I felt like a lot of games copied from this game in a weird way want to know a game this brings me back to that you probably won't remember at all because you weren't a big fan uh that robot boy game holy or shit you actually guessed it super magnetic neo yeah 100 yeah. so it feels there, like that right because don't you throw something in that game yeah so so the thing is super magnetic neo i think came out uh a year and a half after this it came out early 1999 this game was late 1997 but there are three aspects of this game that uh i i thought were extremely similar one the the whole throwing uh basically in super magnetic neo you absorb an enemy put it in a box over your head and throw it that's pretty much exactly what you're doing here, except on a 2D plane. Uh, so that's, that's definitely a very big similarity. Two, the death sounds are almost identical. Like, when you die <laughs> yeah. in, in Super Magnetic Neo, uh, okay. Ugh. And for some reason in Super Magnetic Neo, he, like, he almost has a racial slur. Uh, it's, it's kind of uncomfortable. Oh, look at, look at the, look at the sound bite. You will completely understand what I'm talking about. But like, it's this high pitched noise, like, man, and like, it does that in this game too. And I was like, holy shit, that's the Super Magnetic Neo sound. But I guess Super Magnetic Neo stole it from this game. And then the third thing, the third thing is uh, that when enemies respawn, there's like a blue portal and then the enemies uh, come back. Uh, because in this game, because yeah. you double jump off enemies, often enemies will respawn because it's impossible to get from area to area without them. Which I think is that's smart game design, you know. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, smart game design to not soft lock the, <laughs> the character. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, you, uh, it's just like something that like is so like, oh, yeah, duh. But like, it's, it's something I can totally see a game being like, oh, I guess we were fucked. Like. Yeah, no, especially in this era. Like, before 2000, like, sometimes games just fucked you. That's how it was. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I feel like that was very, very similar from game to game. Like, the respawning of the, the enemies. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not talking, like, that's a thing in a lot of games, but, like, the actual animation and stuff, like, it was borrowed heavily. That, and, like, there's also a weird similarity between, like, your sidekick in this game and, like, Chow's from Sonic. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that would make a lot of sense why you're getting the, um comparison to super magnetic uh neo uh well i mean i guess they're both sega games but uh yeah i think i think that uh sega looked at this game and just straight up copied everything that they liked and uh <laughs> we should sue sega f- on, on behalf of namco so did you enjoy this game overall oh yeah i definitely enjoyed this game like i definitely i'm not can... i'm not lauding it as like a, a 10 out of 10 or anything like that but i think, it's I, a pretty I think good for game. the time this game is great and i can recognize that this game is super great uh for the time the thing is i was never a ps1 person so like i could totally yeah. see this like 
being super late to the PS1. I, I don't know the PS1 development cycle. Like usually like when you think of like games later in the development cycle, that's like the best of the consoles. Like you see like Pokemon that came out for like GBA. It's like like late lifespan. And I don't know what 1997 is. So like it could be that like when when did like a game like Crash Bandicoot come out? Like uh, I, I don't know see. what we're referencing here between like like this is a great game and like it's great for the PS1 but like I'm not I don't know what other titles were here you know what I'm saying I mean games were coming out until like 1999 2000 almost like for example a, a Crash Bandicoot Warp one of my favorite games for the system uh came out uh, October 31st 1998 and even things like um it's like a year uh, later yeah, Crash Team Racing, which is also one of the uh, one of the good games for the system, came out in like 1999. So I think they were coming out with like good games until like 2000. So 1997 is like I want to say about mid cycle. So like yeah, this this is a pretty solid game for when it came out. But the thing is like there are so many games that were very solid at the time that like with with like the advances in like the genre, and we're not talking technology. Yeah. Like it, it it doesn't necessarily mean the game is special anymore and i feel like like that's really what it is like this game is good but it's not special and we live in an era where like everyone has so little time to do whatever they want that like if you really want to spend your time playing influential platformers i could see yourself skipping this one that being said i enjoyed it i'm not sure if i'm gonna beat it even though i don't really have that much left it's just like one of those things where it's like everyone has a massive backlog of things they haven't finished yeah um, did you see what happens when you collect? So, like, in this game, there's, like, little people you can save, like, prisoners in every single level. Yeah, I, I mentioned, um, like, that from the collectathon aspect and how I was So, if you them collect all of them, uh, there's 75, I believe, you unlock a secret level that's, like, ultra mega hard. Okay, I, I actually didn't realize that, uh, but I remember reading the manual that it, like, unlocks new background music in the menu. Yeah, so there's that, and then on your second, uh, after you beat the game, you can choose any level freely, which is kind of cool, and then there's a second mode where you have to collect every gem in the level uh, including the bonus gems which is there's like a fairy you can get that makes all the other gems glow if you can get all those and uh the regular ones there's 150 per level uh then you get like a secret cutscene at the end of the game okay that makes sense to me but i didn't understand the progression system and i actually didn't find out but uh so i'm worried that you have to beat the whole level again if you missed like one guy Yes. Uh, or, okay. Yeah. So I'm I'm just not going to do that again. Even though the levels no. aren't that long, there are some levels that are longer than others. Like, like that I, that that um the one we collect the four orbs or whatever. That's a pretty fucking long level. Yeah. Some some are definitely longer than others, but like I I just I I'm not motivated enough to go back and 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 beat. What do you feel level. about like the the level design? I th- I thought the level design was cool, especially when they had those like interweaving planes. I really like my favorite parts of the game were like when you're like on the mine cart or you're like on that platform in the jungle level where you're like traveling down like so the, like the, the auto scrollers. I thought the auto scrollers yeah. were actually pretty good. A lot of games have terrible auto scrollers, but like the the waterfalls in this game were were pretty fun. Uh, they were a little frustrating in that like even when you slowed down entirely, you couldn't go backwards. Like yeah, uh, but. The the thing that I really want to praise this game for is that they had a minecart section, and I've never seen any other video game from this era uh, introduce the concept of minecarts and auto scrollers based on minecart minecarts. Like, uh, yeah, we've never seen minecart in a in a video game from the '90s before, and I don't think we ever will. <laughs> uh, I mean, Donkey Kong Country One and Two do them fantastic, but that's just me. Yeah, we've 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 never actually seen a minecart a, a minecraft, minecraft level. <gasps> we've never seen a minecraft. 
No, okay, I'm obviously joking. Like, I feel like every single game from the 90s has a minecart Oh, it's level. like minecart, yeah. It, it, like, literally I don't get it. Game. Like, what's the deal with minecarts? Super Mario Neo like, even had a minecart. Maybe they're copying this game I think it was again. just, like, cool. I think it was just, like, the, one of those, like, tropes from the 90s that was, like, considered cool, you know? You it, yeah, it, it's cool, level. but, like, it's, like, where did that come from? Like, I've never seen that's a minecart in real life. That's I, that's actually a good concept. I think like Indiana Jones wasn't there one. Maybe that's where it kind of came from. Like the the maybe. sense of adventure. I think that's a really good topic to like look into and like maybe come back uh, do a uh, next deep podcast. dive. I know. Like, I never Dana. really thought about. I never really thought about that. Like, why does every fucking game have a mine uh, car level? Well, I don't know what I haven't thought about until until we play this game. What's that? What's your obsession with 2.5D platformers? Mischief Makers and this? Are you, like, sexually attracted to 2.5D? I, I, I love platformers. Like, super, like I love cute, campy shit. No, like, it's not t- about t- the platforming aspect. The 2.5D. To be honest, I've never played this game. Like, I didn't know anything about it. I didn't even know it was 2.5D until we played it. I just You just like, heard it was a good it, PS1 game? Yeah, and I love the PS1, and I'm going to slowly make you play a shit ton of PS1 games because it's one of my favorite systems. We're going to play, like, the baby fighting game for PS1. <laughs> Wait, that's a real game? Yeah, there's a 2D baby fighter. Like, you, you beat the shit out of babies? Like, you are a baby, and you beat the shit out of another baby. Holy shit. All right, we're playing this. Pan Pan versus Doogie. No, we're not playing this, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, uh, it's it's inappropriate. There's also, like, the there's the 2D... Uh, what is it? Like construction vehicle fighting game for PS1? Like you're a bulldozer what? and you fight another bulldozer? You look that one up, bitch. You'll find Maybe it. I will. He's he's like exhausted from looking up all this bullshit. Oh my god, we're looking up uh construction fighting game PS1. BCV battle construction vehicles. It's so fucking stupid. Uh it, and that's it. for PS2, you fucking idiot. Uh did you have a favorite level with this game? I don't. I remember. really liked the the. Was, you're like in a mine, and you like are on those like little platforms, like hit with like a hammer. I felt like that was. A oh, really that was cool a pretty level. fun level. Yeah, I basically where you like went from like section to section. Like I like that. I didn't like that one that much because there was a, a decent amount of backtracking. Yeah, yeah, I see what you mean on that. But yeah, I, I'm I, just feel, a I feel like World Two. I, I feel like World Two is pretty good. It's a cool game. Uh, I, I give it a uh, if you are nostalgic for PlayStation One games that kind of era. Check it out. Otherwise, I mean, there's just stuff that does it a lot better nowadays, to be honest. So honestly, I don't. I can't think of. So actually, no. Now that I think about, it, we just played a 2.5D platformer, right? Unravel. What, what do you call? What do you consider Unravel 2.5D or just 2D? I think that's more. That's more traditional 2D. I want to say. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll say that. Or, much. Okay. I mean, like, Let's you, say you have like a fucking hedgehog going across the screen, but it's not like actually. That's like effective. modern era. Actually, actually, no. The more I think about it, so you specifically missed the level I would consider 2.5D and Unravel. Uh, there's like okay. this level where like literally crows are attacking you from like the other planes of the screen and like they'll like pop out and like hit you like it's it's the level I, after I, you quit i guess this is for me this is more 2.5d because of how you're like rapping and like interacting with the the point five plane i guess versus uh, unravel yeah maybe things are coming out of the 3d plane but you're not like actively traveling into it or you know towards it or anything like that ever well i'm not picking it and i hope you don't pick it for next game like a modern 2.5d platformer because we've played like 75 platformers over the past month uh i i genuinely want to i want to think of an example of a good 2.5d platformer from this era to compare it to because i feel like if you if this is the type of game you're into like kirby 64 uh mischief makers yeah like, this is a very very good iteration i mean if we're talking about those three it's the best of the three. Oh, absolutely like, yeah, there there's so many platformers that are like so much more sophisticated. Like play Meat Boy well, or something. Well, once you start getting into like 3D platforms, you get like you know Super Mario 64. You get into like 
what's it called like even Psychonauts is like a fucking that's such game. a bad comparison though because like two 2D 2.5D versus 3D 3D is just a completely different thing than the first yeah. two like it, it's a completely different feeling like that's like Let's, saying oh you 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 speedrun lost levels just play like fucking Mario 64 it's such a different experience so people are saying like stuff like modern like for example Cave Story that's considered like a modern it's modern 2D. Yeah, or like Fez. Fez was 2.5D, I want to say. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fez is actually like multiple dimensions. Yeah. Oh, my God. And then people talk about like Celeste and stuff like that, so. Oh, that's actually an interesting choice. I, I've i never played Knights into Dreams. That would be a... Knights? Knights into Dreams? What the fuck's yeah, that? Yeah, that's like one of the more, like, that used to be one of the most famous... Oh, uh, is that is that on Sega Saturn? Yeah. It used oh, to be one dude. of the most famous Sega Saturn games. Holy shit, I used to see this game, like, when I would go to Sears with my mom, like, I would see, like, the machine there, and I would play this, like, holy shit, I always wanted to play this game, it looks so cool. Yeah, I, I only really uh, know it from the pinball board in Sonic Adventure 1. Like, I, I actually would love to play this game, it's... Alright, well, you know what's gonna happen in two weeks, congratulations, folks. Woo! You got a first exclusive look on episode 33. Maybe, we'll see. Yeah, but this is episode 31, though. We're excited yeah, it is. for it. See, I, I never. You're excited like, for this episode that is currently happening right now. I would like talking. to play games from systems I've never played. Like I've never played the Saturn. I've never played like ColecoVision or like PC Engine or anything like that. Because I'm told there's like fantastic games on those. I just feel like I didn't know anyone who had any of those systems back then. Like, so he- I've played a lot of Saturn recently, just due to the fact that I have a friend who uh, like owns a Saturn. And he's super enthusiastic about it. The problem with the Saturn though is that like. Every single game, if you actually want to, like, use a Saturn, is, like, $300. Like, the Saturn yeah. is such a rare Obscure. system. And it's impossible to find, like, the cases in, like, good condition, right? I mean, like, uh, one, of, one of the games I have played for the Saturn that I do enjoy is Panzer Dragoon. Uh, and I know we talked about the Panzer Dragoon remake, because I played that on Stadia. But, like, this is a really good transition. How is your Stadia controller? Okay, so those that don't know... Uh, the Stadia is Google's platform for playing games that's, like, completely dead on arrival. Um, yeah, we talked they, extensively about how much Stadia sucks, like, a couple weeks ago. So I, I was I, I was looking into it. It's a good concept. It's just, like, I don't see myself playing anything on there because we did have the month of it. Um, so basically what happens, if you have YouTube Premium, which I only pay twelve ninety nine a month so I can uh, use my YouTube app with uh, the app closed. Literally the only reason I have it. They gave you a free $100 Google Stadia controller. And let me say... It's not a $100 Google Stadia controller. It's $60 plus a $40 uh, Chromecast Ultra. Wait, we got a C- Chromecast Ultra with this? You you should have if, if you got the exact bundle I have. I think I did. I just didn't o- open anything but the controller. I still have the Fair. rest of the box. It, it's um, like in the box, like compact. So Yeah, so yeah. like... I think they definitely put their research into this controller. This is a fantastic controller. It is so comfortable and definitely my new go-to controller. So, yeah, I, I want to, I wanna like, redeem myself uh, before we even talk about this. Like, I, I never really disparaged the controller. I kind of complained about, like, the D-pad because I didn't like the D-pad that much. Mm-hmm. And, like, the D-pad is, like... Uh, so, I, I'm comparing this to another controller that literally has a $100 million investment, the Xbox One yeah. controller. And I think that, like, the fact that they're comparable in the first place is, like, a pretty good testament to, like, Google's uh, oh, yeah. Stadia controller. But I never said it was a bad controller. I just said, personally, I prefer the Xbox One controller, but this is oh, a yeah, very yeah. good controller for free. Yeah, for, Compared for free, to what, I mean, your fucking PS1... Well, actually, did you play with the Stadia controller for this game or the PS1 yeah, controller? Yeah, I, I, you... I used the Stadia controller for this. 
and okay. it, it, fe- it feels perfect. Like uh, everything was instantly mapped. Like I feel I really like the triggers on this. They're super comfortable. The triggers are the one thing I like on the Google Stadia controller over the Xbox One. Yeah, like the 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 triggers like feel so comfortable. I love the texture on it. It feels really good in the hands. If it doesn't uh, feel cheap, that's the thing. It feels like a legitimate yes. like piece of technology that it, you pay it, sixty it's, bucks it's for. It's not like a Mad Cat's controller that's like, <laughs> super cheap. Like this is a heavy controller. Like it feels good in the hands. So I'm like, you know, shout outs to Stadia. They should just sell these controllers. Like shout outs to Stadia. Yeah, honestly, if Google was like, here's a Google controller, uh, they uh, if they undercut the competition a little bit, so, sold it for fifty instead of sixty. I or I think they actually now controllers are seventy for the new generation, at least. Dude, I I seriously went to um before I got this, I was like, oh, I forgot about this. I went to GameStop. I'm like, eh, I'm gonna get a PS5 controller, so I have a new controller. They're like seventy dollars plus tax. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, it's kind of fucked up. I I will like, say like I don't I don't know what the features are on the Google Stadia controller. It probably doesn't have the haptic feedback or whatever like the the new no, selling but, point is for the but, PS5. But for me, just hooking shit up to my computer so I can play stupid ass old games like for the podcast, like this is perfect. Like I love yeah. it. I love your shill comment though. It's like oh Google Stadia, good concept, bad on arrival though. Uh, it's pretty bad concept. I'm gonna completely disagree. So with you I there. I well okay, good concept in theory. Obviously, it doesn't work because no one has good internet. But I like the idea of just. For me, I think it's cool to just, like, you pay a monthly fee, you get, like, all these modern games stuff, just play them, you know? Like, to me, it, that's kind of cool. It'd be cool. a good concept in South Korea, where, like, every single person has a gigabyte down. A good down. internet. Yeah, but, like, here, we, we have, like, third world internet, so it's, like... Satellite internet with a Google Stadia? Let me just try to, like, download Metal Gear Solid Five <laughs> on my Google Stadia. <laughs> oh, the 3 FPS? That's amazing. Did you actually try playing anything on your Yeah, Stadia? I told you. I, I, like, that's, that's the whole reason we started this conversation. I, I remember I played Panzer Dragoon Remake, so they... they remade the game from the ground up from saturn uh and it's one of the so there's some free releases because you know how all these companies like we'll pay you a billion dollars if we could just have this for free on our platform because we want people to go on our platform and it was a laggy piece of shit and uh i mean it wasn't a genre i generally enjoy i i so maybe one day we will play panzer dragoon but uh, I, i don't know how i feel about rail shooters uh they're all right i've never played panzer dragoon it's a saturn game so i wouldn't expect you to play any (laughs) <laughs> but uh yeah it, it, it's one of those games where like i i'm not a huge fan of the genre in general like I, rail shooters are actually very similar to uh shmups and i mean like i we played a bullet hell game which is a subgenre of shmup but like it's, it's one of those things where it's, it makes sense if you don't like a bullet hell game you probably won't like a rail shooter um i that being said like the the remake seemed cool but i did not like playing it with massive lag spikes every like couple seconds yeah that sounds terrible especially if you're trying to like dodge something like oh oh no i'm dead i mean if i'm gonna play bullet hell like there there's that new like bullet hell minesweeper that was just released which is like amazing to me because i love minesweeper like yeah, I, then I they, know they, then they like come it. out with like super minesweeper i saw like a brief article on it but i didn't like read or look into artemis it. minesweeper the most hardcore version of minesweeper bullet hell x minesweeper like literally so you know that like guy at the top of the minesweeper with the sunglasses yes that's like a boss and like he fires bullets at you while you're trying to play so like you you can't you can't get hit by the bullets while you're like sweeping the mines oh this is just a fucking a game you can just play on your browser yeah i'm like playing it right now you're you're playing the bullet hell are you good at minesweeper like i don't know if i used to be like top 100 in my state no this is insane yeah it's good like it's actually legitimately good i sent it to you and obviously he doesn't check any of my links because uh where did you when uh, did you send this to me i did when 
Do you not see, like I scroll up in the shared Discord from You said uh, me like we should do the podcast and dry Tortuga's natural park. <laughs> yeah, I mean come on. Like we need we both <laughs> need like, a vacation. And that Merry Christmas sweater. I wish you guys could see the DMs between us two. They're pretty fantastic. This was not a DM, this is in our personal virtual homework Discord. Okay. Oh. Okay, this we're 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 having a beef right now, okay? Having a chicken. The Discord oh, where I you... talk about my business ideas about soups. We're not going to get into that. That that's a conversation <laughs> for another day. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like I I love Minesweeper. I I like any new concepts for Minesweeper. There's another uh, Minesweeper clone that I played. I suck at uh, the game. Oh yeah, Mana Collect. I remember I bought it on a Steam sale. It's like basically uh, Minesweeper with anime girls. It was decent. Should have had better anime girls. Mana um, so, what's the deal with Nintendo? <laughs> What's the deal with airline food with the free melee shit? Oh, oh there's the fr- we talked about the free li- melee shit last week, but like the fact that like Nintendo is apparently ending on 331. Wait, what? You didn't March of next year 331. Super Mario Maker for Wii U is shutting down. Oh yeah, that. That's not like Nintendo ending. No, like, no. Idiot. Super Mario Maker 1 is shutting down. They're uh, no longer selling Super Mario 3D All-Stars on 331. Yep. They are, like, they're shutting down, like, support of uh, Splatoon 2 on 331. Uh, Mario 35 is ending on 331. Uh, there's, like, I think two it's just, other- like, an arbitrary day. Maybe, or maybe, what if they do something, like, even crazier that day? Like, Well, the, the legitimate answer is that, like, that's when the, the Japanese business year ends, like, 331. Oh, but, okay. like... <laughs> Nintendo is ending. Literally everything is ending on 331. Specifically I mean, to Mario be fair, Baker, h- how many people are really playing that other than Change Shop Raiden, to be honest? I am pissed at Change. Anything that changes is probably for the worst. Like, when they invented the gasoline car, I was, like, fucking shitting on my governor's doorstep. Sorry, I wasn't shitting. My horse was shitting on them. I butchered this so bad. <laughs> what do I butchered you want this me? so bad. <laughs> what is- my this? horse, my horse, these electric horses, these Nay! cars, these vehicles, they fucking suck. Let's go back to horses. That's all I'm saying. Uh, I'd rather not like have all the streets filled with horse shit. Like, that's awful. Like, I've been to Chicago downtown, and they have, like, the horse-drawn carriages, and they smell like shit. You ever see the episode of Seinfeld where they, like, they feed the horse all that beef or whatever? Oh, and then it dies, and then it's, like, assault of a police officer? Yeah, and it's, like, Good they meme. shit- yeah, they shit all over the place. I will say that I, I was watching The Bachelor, and I, I know I talked about this with you before. Bachelor's a waste of time. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I, I, I quit streaming, and then the first thing I do is watch The Bachelor. I'm really, I'm I'm really like, spending not even my with time your, well. Not even with your girlfriend, just, like, by yourself. Binge eating chocolate. But no, uh, like, the first, the, the episode of The Bachelor, watching season 20, which came out in 2016, uh, for those who need to know which, which Bachelor we're talking about, we're talking about Ben. <laughs> Uh, but no, one of the one of the people came in with like a pony. It's like, oh, I'm a I'm a I own a pony farm. Here's a pony, and I'm just like thinking like they brought this pony into the house. Where's the pony gonna shit? <laughs> well, like, I, 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 so if you don't know, the show is, is staged. Yeah, of course it's staged. But like, so I'm it's just, not like, it's, thinking, it's like, not like they're just bringing in a pony. Obviously, they're like, all right, the pony's done. Take it out. Like that's it. They're actually but giving I'm just her like a pony. imagining like like the pony just like the pony's a pony like, <laughs> like it they has just to shit it shit so so after the fact they just walk away and leave the pony inside the house where it is like to its own <laughs> devices like yeah, and just pony, like they're like you know like having like, like a drama moment furniture and and shitting everywhere yeah they're like having like a, dra- a drama moment a and like the pony's like you know fucking the place up in the background like horribly like, if I was in the bachelor house I would take a shit on the sofa 
Like, <laughs> unprompted. Just blame it on your rival. I'd own it. Like, I'm yeah, I shit on this. I know what you I'm like, I'm an individual, baby. okay? And you should appreciate me for my individual qualities, like shitting on the sofa. I'm the one for you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what if, what if, like, like one in one million chance she's into that? Well, the bachelor, I, I guess this is a gay scenario, because the bachelor's a man. I guess there is a bachelorette, but I was I was thinking the, the pony thing. Well, yeah, I was I say like they don't. I don't think they have a gay bachelor. Bachelor. See, so I thought you were using ableist language. Then you're like, oh wait, yeah, there's the bachelorette. No, I'm not just calling something gay to call something gay. I'm like <laughs> literally talking about. Okay, come on, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking sorry. about shitting on a sofa. I'm not talking about homophobic language. Okay, that's true. Bro, where do I even go from this? <laughs> like, where do we even sh- go from there? That's shitting the, that's, that's on the, the couch with the bachelor. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that happened this week, but it's like I feel like enough people covered it. Like we talk about like Pokemon drama, but it's like I'm so over that shit that just this, like like it doesn't like I can't even talk about Pokemon drama. Like it's like I'm too old for this shit. Like I I can't even follow it. Like so, what people need to realize: these people that are having all these issues, they're like 20. Yeah. And I'm 26. I'm yeah, and I'm, I'm fucking, fucking 30. I'm an old I man. I kick them off a cliff. This is Sparta. They don't even get the reference. They don't even know that 300 is. Okay. Do you see? Do you see that meme uh, on the internet? That's like, uh, uh, it was like me when I'm 13. And it's like, uh, oh, I saw a video of someone like breaking a bottle in their ass, and it's like kids now when they're 13, they're like, ooh, ooh something, something or whatever. I think I have seen that meme. I mean, like, have you seen the meme? The being kicked in. The being kicked in. He like referenced that like multiple times in the podcast. I had no idea it was a meme. <laughs> like a it's just idiot. a song from Jack, uh, Zach Fox, who's my favorite person on Twitter ever. He's the guy that got um, banned from Twitter a million years ago when there was like the uh, the kid that did like the uh, lemonade stand for Trump. So then he did like the picture of like the person like running over him with a car, like and, <laughs> Jesus post- and posted Christ. it. It got like eight hundred thousand uh, likes, and then he got banned from Twitter for it. <laughs> I mean. The bean? The bean did kick in. I, the, the thing about the bean, though, is that... What about the bass? The bass? I want to talk about this so bad. Okay. Okay, so I saw you post... So we have our like little Discord where we share like topics and stuff. Uh, bring us together, Sam. What's this? So Bass Pro Shop is like one of the only stores that are still having Santas in malls. Uh, all, the, all, all of our malls are still having Santa. Fuck. Fuck. Uh, can we talk COVID about update COVID update how's can we, the yeah, mall can we talk, um, dude so I worked Black Friday so here's the thing oh actually uh, uh, before before you actually talk about this uh, so this is a conversation we're on a new segment called let's interrupt each other like one sentence into our conversation so we actually can't have <laughs> you any in, more conversations you interrupted yourself you were like yeah. Cabela Santa wait Corona update how's the mall I'm interrupting you here I'm just saying it was Bass Pro Shop not Cabela Whatever. But um no, I I remember we were passing. So no, it says it says Bass Pro Shop and Cabela. Oh shit! Are they are they coordinating? Do they do that? I don't know. They're just like fucking one one, one like stores. got a phone call from the other. We're doing Santa, bitch. Uh, every like, mall is doing Santa still. But but no. Uh, I, what I wanted to say is, uh, I was I was just driving around because like literally, what else is there to do? It's like I'm bored. Let's just drive because my car has gas that has to be used or else it's not going to work anymore but black friday we did not do any shopping but we drove by the mall and i have never seen a mall so packed it was actually extremely like so to give an example like our company we're about 20 percent down for the year which 
Uh, excuse me for like Black Friday, which isn't terrible considering all the things that can, uh, are going on. There's all these restrictions in Illinois. The problem is, is that a lot of stores are like limiting the amount of people who are allowed into a store. We were not able to do that because we only had two employees. So it's like people were just like coming into the store. Like we could not stop them. And the mall people were coming it. in the store. Shut the fuck up. Liquid. They're- <laughs> they were like just Bodily like fluids. fleeing into our store and it's like we can't stop them because I can't stand out there and like you know let this we don't have enough employees because we're a local business so it's like we, we would have 40 to 50 people inside the store at any given time uh, so like yeah all the, like, all the I, food I courts to, are open I had um, to fund a GoFundMe for, for Dana's medical bills trampled in his own store um, all the food courts were open with all the seats everyone was sitting with no masks on you know I had to yesterday I had to cancel our uh, we have a Dungeons and Dragons group which I would have thought they would have known not to come in and they came in they're like what the fuck what do you mean we can't hit, play Dungeons and Dragons here today I'm like uh, there's like a nationwide like mandate that all games and clubs are closed we post this online it's like yeah, this is all bullshit you know you know Corona's a scam only 1% of people die it's like what, what do these people live in an alternate reality that don't realize that like they'd probably listen to you if you had a face mask made of black lotus cards i hate you so much no like honestly imagine how baller that'd be though like it's cut up too it's like too expensive it's like too expensive there's some people who probably bought a gucci face mask don't you what's the most expensive face mask you own i i guess like 30 bucks the mega 64 one okay yeah i'm not gonna fuck a face mask as soon as this COVID shit's over, never using a face mask again. I'm sick coughing in your face. Coughing in your eyes. Dude, as soon as we get that vaccine, I'm going to IHOP. I'm having them spit in my fucking mouth and then I'm eating French toast. You know how you're supposed to take one booster than the second? Yeah. I'm going to take both at once because I'm not a bitch. I'm going to cry because okay. every time I get a shot, I faint. Ha! No, it sucks. <laughs> yeah, no, it, that's like a legitimate fear and... Well, I'm here's the thing. I'm you. not afraid of them. Like, I, it's weird. Like, my body, like, just shuts down. Like, I'm like, like, don't look at it. I'm like, all right, don't look at it. I'm like, all right, it's fine. And then I'm just like, like, I, I mean, would you be ground. offended if I, like, dabbed on you while you, like, fucking fainted? No, it's like, here's the thing with, like, shit that's horrible to me. It's like, I can appreciate the comedy behind that. Like, I got hit by a car and I have a metal rod in my leg. I would have paid any amount of CD, uh, money to see me get creamed because I think it would have been hilarious. But it's um, like, oh no, my, my leg is gone. Yeah, I can Lol. just appreciate the comedy and uh, <laughs> despair no, on myself. About that, nothing about that was funny that I said, oh, no, my leg is gone. <laughs> like, it's like, oh, no. Listen, it's I like can legit. appreciate it. On the other hand, uh, I've been really busy. I've been playing the new World of Warcraft expansion, Shadowlands. You want to know like my what my played time is? The game came out in, let's see here. It came out Monday at 5 p.m. And my played time is, I can actually tell you exactly. It's going to be very upsetting. Let's give a quick shout out to Dana's Guild. What's it called? Ma- uh, no, don't shout them out because they'll dislike the podcast. <laughs> Anal Lords. No, they're Anal called Lords. Uh, we are Mal. Excuse me, Malice on Bleeding Hollow. We Is are that the ho- actual name? Yes. So in oh my god, <laughs> I have two days, so forty-eight hours played in, since Monday, and I have worked. 27 hours this week i mean it's all that stadia controller right you're playing a shit ton of <laughs> no, wow on no. your controller no you don't play wow on controllers but no, um you just play it on the controller it's like oh you, you pre- can't there's like i like, hit eight alt Ooh. i have like one two three i have like 70 buttons like it's like not feasible 
Um, but to get that back on the topic of the game, the game's fucking awesome. It's probably one of the best expansion releases they've had. Um, I, you saw me screaming, this game sucks dick when it came out because the servers went down. I wasn't able to play for two hours, so I was, you know, cutting myself uh, in a video game. I mean, I, I, I'm used to the BFA launch slash experience, which yeah. is the worst well, thing so in the world. Oh, it was fucking terrible. But, like, the thing that's cool about this expansion is there's no endless um, grind, I guess. The problem with previous expansions, there's endless grinds that if you weren't grinding at all times, you felt like you were getting fucked over. In this, it's, like, uh, an hour a day max. It's all you need to do, and then you can just do fun stuff. The problem is you never felt like you could do fun stuff in the game because you were you felt like you were getting left behind everyone else who was just, like, constantly progressing themselves. So it's a good um, for people that are hardcore because you don't have to play 10 hours a day. It's like, oh, I'll do my stuff for my character for an hour. And then, like, hey, I'll do some fun stuff like mounts or pet battles or, like, check out this cool zone. Everything's really well received, all the content. Uh, if you haven't played a World of Warcraft in a while or you're thinking about getting into it, uh, now's the time to do it because it's a lot of fun. And they made the leveling experience a thousand times better as well for new players as well. So... Uh, get into it. I would never recommend this game, but I'm having so much fun that I would. So. so this this iteration of heroin is really really good. It doesn't have the lows that my previous fentanyl dealer, like whatever his heroin. Well, he, had. Here's the thing, though. I don't have. It's not like heroin anymore. Um, what's a drug that you get off immediately? It, it, think of it like salvia. You like you like <laughs> trip. You like trip for like a little bit, and then you don't need to anymore. I guess. I don't. Well, I don't. I feel like comparing anything to Salvia is a disservice to the thing. Like, like sure, you probably shouldn't recommend people play WoW because, like, I don't know. Like, I'm not going to say WoW is ruining your life because, like, there's a lot of things that, like, will take up your time. And, like, if you enjoy it, it's not, like, ruining your life. It's, like, it could be fulfilling to you. But, like, well, but Salvia is just mean. one of those things where it's, like, I'm fine never, never thinking about Salvia again, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it, it just it just goes back to, like I'm saying, like you don't need to play WoW 24-7 anymore. Like, there's always that meme, like, you need to play WoW every day to do anything in it. You don't need to do that anymore, and I think that's a good um, thing for the game and healthy for the game. I mean, are you a Maple Man still? No, I haven't played Maple Story in about a month. I feel like a lot of people quit Trailblazer League, too. Are you not a runer anymore? No, it's like WoW came out, and it's like, uh, I got to like 1500 total level and i only got like 4k points and then i was like i'm done with this the moral of the story is that like basically they're still having santas but they're like behind a plastic screen and i feel like that's gonna be weird for <laughs> that's children. right we're talking about santas <laughs> i mean like it's fucked up right like imagine like your first meeting of santas like in a jail cell i mean the problem is is that they don't have a choice the problem is that like santa isn't real right like the like we're not getting the help we need from the government so it's like we need to be open even at the cost of people's lives or we don't have lives but like who who runs santa incorporated uh i mean they make so much money from that like there's so many people come to the mall just for santa and stuff like that do people plus, like, pay to see santa yeah it's expensive really Okay, I I haven't seen Santa in a bit, like three or four years. So it's like it's like twelve dollars to see Santa, and then like the photos they give you the photos are like forty bucks. <sighs> What's the Santa? I'm oh, for actually, that oh, speaking of the holiday season, because this is actually way more important. Can we talk about mm -hmm. this for a bit? Sure. You know what I'm going to talk about? Do you, can you guess what I'm going to bring up? Sure. No, guess. Don't say sure. D I don't know the fucking. Obama? No, I'm not gonna speaking of the holiday season, Obama. I mean maybe he's a festival. See, this man. is what happened. I turned on WoW and I started like just walking around. I need to turn this off. We're in the middle of a podcast. Yeah, what the fuck are you doing? Like <laughs> I pay you forty five thousand dollars a year. I'm sorry. What you're talking about? You're fucking ham. What about my ham? There's a thing in the world. 
called ham. Ham is a uh, product of, of... And let me tell you, uh, Sam cannot make a ham. No, what what are we even getting at? So the thing is, the holiday season, specifically Christmas, brings out the holiday ham. Yep. And often people will make like a honey-baked ham, some variety of ham uh, baked, something you have to put in the oven. Yeah. And these hams are often the centerpiece of the, the holiday meal. Absolutely. Like to the point where like... If you don't have a good ham, like it's, it's going to make people f- think that like the whole holiday is ruined. And the thing about a holiday ham is that if you're expecting Dana to pull his weight regarding the holiday ham, I don't even eat ham, but I could just like look into the eyes of the people eating ham at his holiday meal and understand the sheer level of disappointment, the sheer level Dude. of hatred towards Dana's you you, holiday ham. You can't even have an opinion on ham because you can't eat it. I've eaten many hams in my life. I'm not like halal. I'm not like ham is sacred and I cannot eat this. I just choose not to eat ham for personal health reasons. That doesn't mean I don't understand a good tasty ham. How do you know how it tastes until you eat it? I've eaten ham before. Are you serious? But you haven't had my ham recently. I've, I've had your ham. Ew. <laughs> I've had your goddamn <laughs> ham, and the way that you're talking to me right now, the confidence that you're exuding over the fact that you have a shitty-ass ham, it honestly is laughable. Like, it's to the um, point where, I mean, like, like, I, like, I mean, I'm not even gonna make a joke about it. It's just a, f- a fact of the matter. You don't know how to cook ham. I am better than you cooking ham, and that's all there is to it, to be honest. Um, I mean, like, like at I, the point... Like, it seems a little tired due to the fact that, like, yes, I made... A nine tweet long thread on the virtual homework <laughs> podcast regarding your ham and the issues with your ham that fell to death ears. Zero likes. Like the only retweet was you saying you didn't read it and that your ham is better. And like, I got that. That I post, that post got more likes uh, than yours. <laughs> yeah. I, I genuinely care about this ham and the amount of memeing, the amount of joking that you could even like, like. It's it's not okay, right? Like I'm I'm here and I'm painstakingly making this ham based on a family recipe. These people, I don't even need. I can't even taste the ham because of my dietary restrictions. But like, but how do you know I, these people aren't just saying it's good to be nice? Have you ever seen a person legitimately tear up from eating food? Uh, yeah, they they also had diarrhea afterwards. No, no, like I, I'm not talking like uh tearing up in a way that like genuinely like upsets them. I'm talking like they reminisce. Over, like, no, good that's times. like that, that's like that like doesn't happen. I'm, well, I'm, not with your ham. Like I, <laughs> there's I've, no way that people are crying from eating your ham. Like spontaneous it's, it's not tears. Like, it's not like spontaneous tears. It's like it's just like they have a like, bite. Let me take a bite. They have a bite. They chew. They have a bite. They chew. They have a bite. They chew. Is it because it's, so, it's, it's so tough it's getting stuck in their throat and causing no, them no, physical I see pain? A bite, they chew. I see a small grin on their face, a gulp. Why are you like. And then a little uh, tear. What's even weirder is that you're hyper focused on someone's like expressions as they're eating your ham. You're like, I must watch you consume. Like, that's, no, that's, it, that's the most important part of a chef, just like the, the like facial stare, expression. Stare in their face as yeah. they're eating. Like. Like, uh, how do I know you didn't like put a gun to their head and you're just like, you must enjoy this? And cr- and maybe they're crying. I put the gun in the ham. They're crying out of fear. The iron from the gun actually. That's, the, that, that's into... what it is. They're crying. They're crying out of fear. Well, so the thing is, I've seen people eat your ham. Who? And and you know what happens next? Uh, they say Dana, this ham is fantastic and better than Sam's ham. I wish I'd never have Sam ham ever again. Yeah, except, do you remember that one time when, like, our mutual friend ate the ham and then, like, he literally shat so hard that he died? Uh, due to legal reasons, I can't uh, talk about this any further. 
Yeah, I mean, like, the thing is, you think that a man has a good ham, and, like, he's, like, trying to hype up his ham, and he doesn't have good ham. <laughs> Can I just stop? This conversation, it's like, <laughs> no one has any context for any of this. His ham sucks. Your ham Fuck sucks. Ham. Fuck you. Hey guys, hope you enjoyed the episode. If you liked it a lot, make sure to rate us five stars on iTunes and subscribe on whatever podcast app you use. Here's Dana with a ditty. Diddy, 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 look at my titty. Give us five stars so we can go fars. (laughs) That and more if you continue to support. (laughs)